0: You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 97. This episode is sponsored by Eric Sue Insider, an online community where you get advice and tips from Eric Sue on weekly conference calls. Learn more at EricWSue.com/slash insider and how you can get started. Hey there, it's Eric Sue, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your continued support. Did you know your review on iTunes and Stitcher helps grow this podcast? Well, it does, so write a review today. Not into writing a review? Then maybe you would like to make a small donation. You can do so by clicking the Be My Patron Podbean link on my podcast page. Finally, helping others is the name of the game, so help a friend by sharing this podcast with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now, on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast. With inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and healthy living topics, you will be entertained and excited until the end. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an athletic and outgoing personal trainer with us today. Her name is Josha Kruvand. We'll be talking about how to train like an athlete if you are new to fitness. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Josha. Josha, are you ready to make it happen? I am, hi Eric. Hello, Josha Kruvand has over 15 years of experience as a professional in strength and fitness training. Growing up in St. Charles, Illinois, soccer was a priority for Josha all the way through high school, as she represented her hometown in the Illinois IHSA state championships, winning twice in 1992 and 1994. She went on to play Division One soccer at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, where her number 22 jersey is retired. As team captain, Josha led the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee Panthers to their first ever NCAA Tournament appearance in her first year. After college, Josha continued to play semi-professional and professional soccer. She helped lead the Chicago Cobras to a W uh, W League National Championship in 2000. And after relocating by way of the WUSA draft, Josha helped the Boston Renegades capture their own national championship. Joshua, that was a little bit about who you are. Can you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started?
1: Yeah. So coming um, off of being a professional athlete was very natural um, transition into health and fitness. You know, tried to go back to working a desk job um, after my professional career with soccer had ended and you know, just realized that was not something that I was really going to be able to do. So um, I had then started working really closely with some of the people that I had been training with as an athlete throughout my career and some of the professionals that had been training me, um, you know, brought me on board and started uh, helping me learn how to then transition into training and teaching other people. So I did start off a lot with training athletes and working with soccer players when I was younger, and then really kind of found a lot more passion with trying to um, help train more general population. So Mm -hmm. working with people that you know have more specific goals that are looking for you know not only just weight loss but general mobility, flexibility, fitness, and just gives you a more broader spectrum of people to work with, and I really found that I enjoyed that, so then just, um, like you said, about 15 years ago, transitioned into just full personal training and health and fitness training.
0: Very good. Excellent. Great story. Um, I know our our audience wants to know a little bit more about who you are, and I have this question, which is... What's one cool or unique fact about yourself?
1: Well, the most unique thing probably about me is my name. Um, Josha is something that I just really have never met another Josha. And uh, it just comes from um, my great-grandma. I was a Josephine, so my mom wanted to name me after her. Um, she, I think, combined a couple of different names, but it mostly came from Josephine and then... Um, I gave my daughter, her middle name is Josephine, so we tried to keep it in the family a little bit, but Josh is definitely unique. Most people don't tend to, uh, forget it once they meet me.
0: Very good. Excellent. Um, so let's get into this whole topic about, uh, how to train like an athlete and what can you tell me is your definition of training like an athlete?
1: I would say that, you know, it's not a specific, you know, one single definition. But what we try to um, get across to our clients is that, you know, training like an athlete means moving, you know, more dynamically with your exercise than maybe just traditionally kind of, you know, sitting on a machine for weight or walking on a treadmill or running on a treadmill for cardio. So, you know, we talk a little bit about functional training and um, what that basically means is movement of exercises that are going to be more similar to things that you would do in your everyday life. So, you know, squats are kind of a great functional exercise because people are really sitting and standing frequently throughout the day. So strengthening muscles that Are going to help assist you with that, and then when you start taking that to another level in in similar ways to athletic training, you're talking about you know really moving dynamically, doing rotational movements with weights, doing um, just different planes of exercises that are not your traditional types of exercises, Um, and getting your body moving more functionally and more athletically will help you know keep you feeling younger longer. It will help train different muscle groups and stabilizing muscle groups so that you can, you know, continue to exercise injury-free.
0: Very good. Excellent. And, and you know, I have to uh, say that when I look back at a lot of my clients and, you know, a lot of them are overweight and you probably see a lot of overweight clients. Um, do you find that they are more open to it? Um, my, my clients are, you know, 40s, 50s and, um, When I say, like, train like an athlete, they kind of have a hesitation about it. But um, what do you find uh, when you tell people about training like an athlete? What what are their reactions?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, people, I think, can initially have a little hesitation because there has been, um, I think, some more recent um, developments in, in fitness as far as, you know, people perceive train like an athlete, maybe meaning, you know, you're going to be doing really intense exercise that is not appropriate for all ability levels or maybe um, people that are a little overweight. Um, So you don't have to be able to do 50 pull-ups to be able to train like an athlete. But one of the things I try to explain to people, especially people that are a little bit older, um, is, you know, maybe you had an injury in the past from, doing something even very simple, like a bench press. Well, you know, now you need to be doing more dynamic movements with rubber bands, or you need to be doing more um, exercises that are incorporating your rotator cuff muscles so that you're actually compensating for that injury that you had so long ago. So, you know, I try to tell people, training like an athlete can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but if you look at a baseball player, you know, they're mm. they training for their shoulder strength is going to incorporate all different ranges of motion. They're not going to just be trying to bench press 225 pounds. Sure. Um, you know, so you're you're going to kind of have to teach some people that um when you look at I try to give people the example of um if you look up uh, Terrell Owens, mm. he's um a very famous football player, and I think all of his weight, all of his training is done with resistance bands. Mm. So he does all dynamic functional training, and everything is based on rubber bands for resistance. So he doesn't do a lot of weight training because, you know, he wants to um, be lean and be dynamic. So everything is explosive, and, and he's creating strength with using tension rather than using just traditional weights. So there's a lot of ways that you can explain people that um, training like an athlete doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I'm going to make you jump bu- jump on box jumps and bench press 225 pounds. And sometimes there's, um, you know, either the antiquated idea of, you know, what people think of as athletic training or then there's some of the newer, you know, CrossFit or those types of workouts where they're really, really high intensity and people think, well, there's no way I could ever do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, someone was just telling me that they're going through their, speaking of CrossFit, their preliminaries or something like that to qualify for regionals or something like that. I don't know if you knew about that, but um, yeah. th- th- that is something that is for top athletes, and, and we're not exactly. trying to make people top athletes, are, are we? No.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and and that's the idea is that, you know, somebody that's 50 years old and, and has a little extra weight Um, you know, their goals are very different from somebody that's qualifying for a regional CrossFit Games. So the train like an athlete, it comes into play in that, you know, there's always um, a variation of how this exercise is appropriate for you as an individual. And that's one of the great things about getting personal training is, you know, you really can work with somebody that can say, this is an exercise that is beneficial for most people, no matter who they are, as long as they understand how to do it appropriately for their body, their ability level, and their
0: goal. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and it's kind of exciting to be trained like an athlete, I think, on one hand, isn't it? I mean, uh, most of these people probably have... Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah,
0: they probably have uh, grown up um, knowing like recreational fitness or some type of uh, group fitness or something like that. and to train like an athlete, that's pretty unique, isn't it?
1: It is. And I think it's more fun. Um, You know, it's definitely different than some of your typical boring exercises that maybe you're used to doing at the gym on your own. And I have a lot of clients also that then, um, you know, maybe also do like to do some basic recreational exercises that, um, or, you know, they're on like a softball team or things like that. And it's like, hey, I'm Throwing the ball harder, and I'm hitting better, and you know, you notice that your body starts to be able to just perform. Or even I can carry my groceries up the stairs, you know, with less awkwardness. Um, you know, there's just certain things that you notice your body being able to perform better in your everyday life when you train that way, and you know, and that's kind of the idea of train like an athlete. Athletes train to perform for a job. Um, especially if they are professional athletes. And, you know, no, uh, 99% of us in the world are not professional athletes, but you should still train through the way that your body wants to perform. And if you want to be able to move pain-free and feel strong and healthy and fit, you know, that's a, that's a really fun way to train. And, and being able to see the results outside of just the gym is, um, I think, really rewarding for a lot of people too.
0: I totally agree. Um, is there a way for you, Josha, to uh, describe some functional exercises and maybe a short routine somebody can easily do at home just to get an idea of what you're talking about?
1: Um, yeah. So one of the things that I try to um, work with people on when they first start training is, um, is thinking about just um, range of motion and the and the way that your body moves. so if, if you're gonna start um, I, and I try to start them maybe from the floor up. So if you're gonna start with you know squats, that's a good exercise that works um, you know, knee bend. so you're you're really working on the muscles that hinge around your knee. You're gonna work a lot of quads and hamstrings and glutes, but then, You know, maybe from there you're going to go to just um, forward movement, which is going to be like a deadlift. So you're going to do something that's just working on hinging through your hips, so you're working on stabilizing now, like core and back muscles. Um, And then going into basic things like um, biceps and triceps, you know, when you're lifting, you want to make sure that you're kind of working both push and pull, Um, muscle groups so that, again, it's kind of stabilizing the entire joint. And then from there, we'll kind of take it into, like I was talking about now, how can we work these muscle groups with rotation? So I'm going to kind of add in lunges with, you know, turn to the side, add some different dynamic um, rotation through your shoulders, because now I'm talking about shoulders and hips, which... Move multi-directional. So mm-hmm. you can move in lots of different directions. So just kind of taking the idea of like breaking down joint structure and where you know does this muscle group control the movement? How can I train that in many different forms? um so that again, it doesn't get bored. You don't get it doesn't get boring. You don't uh, repeat too many of the same exercises because a lot of times repetition can also lead to overuse or injury. And, um, you know, keep it interesting so that you feel like you're always gaining um, strength in a new kind of different way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and range of motion you hit on right in the the beginning there is is so key, obviously, and um, flexibility is so important for uh, performance and ability to be functional. And and you hit it right under the nose, and I was going to say, how much do you incorporate into your program there about range of motion and flexibility?
1: Yes. So, well, that's one of the things that also, you know, when you're working with a trainer, they can really assess if you have a limited range of motion. So, you know, when you see somebody that, you know, you're not getting a full benefit of this exercise because your body doesn't move in the full range of motion that the exercise is designed to use. Um, what we really try to teach people is a lot of the myofascial release. So foam rolling um, is another, again, way to just train like an athlete on, Athletes, you know, spend a lot of the time, you even see NBA players, I think, out on the court before games these days, like laying on the foam roller and foam rolling their hips and, you know, getting even warmed up that way. So um, teaching people how to improve range of motion with using the foam roller and then, um, you know, always helping your clients stretch properly at the end of a workout. So, you know, they are gradually working on increasing that range of motion because the more that your body can move, the more that you can lift. And the more that you can lift, the better results you're going to get. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand that um, hitting a plateau or getting, you know, stuck with progress on specific exercises a lot of the times has more to do with their flexibility than their strength.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. And I was going to say that um, even those who are new to fitness, uh, their muscles are so... um, out of shape and because of the sedentary lifestyle that it is one way to reactivate uh, those muscles safely isn't it
1: exactly yeah so stretching is going to activate the muscles just as much as contracting them it's all um, flexion and stretching of the muscle fibers so you know getting muscle fibers activated is really important especially for somebody that has been sedentary for a while and they're trying to get back into exercise
0: very good, excellent. Then um, uh, you can't be an athlete unless you eat well too. Can Can you talk about that if If you guys uh, go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So um, we really work a lot with people on, um, you know, making sure that they understand balanced diet. So we really just focus on, you know, macronutrients are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, and you know, those are those are the three macronutrients that you get out of all of your foods, and if they aren't um, balanced, then that's not really a healthy diet. Um, So teaching people how to balance, you know, especially proteins and fats with carbohydrates. We all tend to know that we overeat carbs, um, but, you know, just completely trying to eliminate carbs is not really a realistic long-term solution, Mm. especially for somebody that's trying to exercise. Um, And explaining to people that, you know, you need carbohydrates for fuel. This is something that helps you get through your workout successfully. Um, But then also protein is what your muscles use to help build new muscle. And you want to make sure you have a significant amount of protein in your diet, Um, especially people that tend to um, not eat a lot of meat or maybe are vegetarians. We work a lot with them on making sure they get a significant amount of protein in their diets. And then also letting people understand healthy fats, so, you know, understanding the difference between saturated and unsaturated fats and making sure you have a good amount of fat in your diet that's coming from really healthy sources of fat. Um, Beyond that, you know, we give people basic idea of micronutrients, so your vitamins and your minerals and maybe, you know, based on your performance, what maybe you also need, but... The general rule is that if you're eating a really healthy, well-balanced diet, you should be getting everything that you need from your food.
0: Yeah, very good answer. And you know, uh, I was just thinking here that uh, most people continue eating what they're eating uh, despite um, how they train. And and so if you're into this how to train like an athlete or if you're being trained like an athlete, you may want to support that with a diet like an athlete, right?
1: Exactly, yeah, and um, an an athlete's going to be eating small meals frequently throughout the day, um, using protein shakes for supplements and making sure they're always doing like pre- and post-workout nutrition, so making sure that pre-workout they're really well hydrated, they're focusing on water intake, post-workout they're getting healthy sources of protein and, um, you know, making sure that they're just doing the small meals frequently throughout the day is really the most important thing that I can stress to people too when they're trying to change up, you know, some small part of, of their diet. Yeah.
0: We just can't continue doing what we're doing and uh, yeah. like get the results like an athlete if we continue doing it like uh, a sedentary person. So
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, So we're getting close to the end, Joshua, and um, believe it or not, I just have a last few questions for you. How would you summarize for our audience what it means to train like an athlete? Um,
1: So in summary, I would say training like an athlete means that you're going to be really trying to move dynamically with your workouts. So... You know, you have to take it a step above just your traditional exercises. Um, you know, I always give people the example of, you know, rather than just 20 minutes of walking or running on a treadmill, you have to change it up to, you know, an an, an interval training, a high-intensity interval if you're going to go on the treadmill for 20 minutes. So that means I'm going to sprint for a minute and I'm going to, you know, walk for a minute and I'm going to do that for 20 minutes and that's more of an athletic style of training and then taking that through you know every aspect of your workout so even when you're using weights you're not just doing you know 10 reps of something you're really trying to push yourself to do something more dynamic so I'm going to do you know instead of just doing 10 basic bicep curls I'm going to do a bicep curl and then a push-up and then a bicep curl and then a push-up so I'm just adding more to the workout where, you know, I'm pushing my body, I'm increasing my heart rate, I'm getting a cardiovascular benefit as well as maybe a, um, uh, a muscle benefit to everything that I do. And that's kind of where people see more progress and see better results because, you know, exercise is important no matter who you are, but if you, you know, really want to see your um you know, your fitness routine, go to the next level. That's where we talk about training like an athlete, eating like an athlete, and getting yourself in the best shape that you can.
0: Super answer. Um, and then the last few here, could you share with our audience uh, three great tips uh, beyond the ones you shared so far about for health and wellness?
1: Um, okay, so I would say, um, you know, number one is, is to exercise and um, let's see the the greatest tip I can think of for an exercise program is um, you know give yourself something that is really um, doable. So what we focus on with a lot of our clients is 30 minutes of weight training three times a week. Um, so you're not you're not committing to two hours at the gym. You're trying to get 30 minutes of really high intense training. Um, and again, you know that program should kind of be written more specifically to what your goals are. But if you can, you know, find something that's doable, that you can commit to, consistency is really the key when it comes to exercise. Um, my second tip then would would definitely be incorporating nutrition. So, again, figuring out how to change up the routine. You can, You know, you can't just continue to eat in a sedentary way and expect to see results. Mm. So people need to know that I'm going to be committing to this fully. It means I have to make sure that I'm eating properly and I'm exercising frequently. And then the third tip that everyone can use, no matter if you're sedentary or if you're exercising is um, hydration. Mm. So I actually just um, was doing a lot of research on hydration and uh, there's a lot of studies out there that, If you're not hydrated, you're going to actually get less intensity out of your workout, no matter what you're doing. Your body's not going to be able to perform. If you're dehydrated, um, your muscle is not going to be able to contract as well if the muscle cells don't have enough water. So adequate hydration affects every part of your life, um, no matter who you are. So water is really, you know, my third tip because it will actually help your Every part of your metabolism, your exercise, you'll just feel much, much better and you'll be able to perform at a higher level if you're adequately hydrated.
0: Very good tip. And specifically about the hydration, I've heard many uh, different ways to calculate how much to drink um, and and what's considered water and what's not water. Uh, Can you go into that just (laughs) real briefly?
1: I try to say just strictly water at least. Um, about 60, 64 ounces a day. So I try to give everybody, you know, if you can just get yourself a 20-ounce um, um, a 20 ounce water bottle and make sure that you just fill it up three times a day and then, you know, that's like the base. Mm-hmm. So but anything else that you're getting on top of that, um, sometimes I've, I've heard some people just say fluids are fluids. Um, some people say, you know, caffeine and other things are going to dehydrate you but um, I just tell everybody no matter what make sure you're getting your 60 to 64 ounces of water every day so if you know you can make it easy for yourself get like a 20 ounce water bottle or a 32 ounce water bottle and just make sure you always have that with you and you know you're filling it up and and counting it out every day so that no matter what you know it's about that 64 ounces of just plain water very good um, everything else on top of that is just bonus then.
0: Right, right, right. And and I don't know if you get this question or I've forgotten this question, but like people will tell me, isn't pop water? Um, I'm sorry, can you say that
1: again?
0: That they would tell me that pop is water and that that is, equi- oh. that is equal to <laughs> drinking drinking water. Uh, what is your stance on that? What have you seen in, in terms of studies?
1: Um... Well, I haven't really seen too much other than, um, carbonation is not necessarily like the best form of hydration. So I don't Mm -hmm. think that, um, it, your body absorbs as much when you're having carbonation as well as hydrate, as, um, just straight water. But, um, what I always just tell people is, um, even if it's diet pop, it's, um, added, um, chemicals or sugar or um, artificial sweetener and you know those are not just plain water so if you're going to have pop it has to be on top of your 60 ounces that you're just plain water so you know my goal with that is always like if (laughs) you if you're going to sit down and 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 drink you know eight ounces of water before you have a pop then that's fine you can have both but Um, you know, I'm always trying to limit the intake of other things, especially if they contain carbonation or sugar or even artificial sweeteners, because those are other things that, you know, they're definitely doing different things to your body than just plain water is. Yeah,
0: totally agree. And I think I came across a study from my uh, alma mater, Purdue, that stated that diet pop actually increases the urgency to uh, for people to overeat. So um, yeah, that, definitely. That's, um, something to be aware of. but Yeah, cool.
1: water's not going to do that. No. So just, yes, <laughs> just stick exactly. with water. Exactly, <laughs> cool.
0: I'm sure we can do a podcast about water um, later in the future if we want. But anyhow. Great, um,
1: yeah, anytime.
0: Awesome, cool. Now, uh, how do people get a hold of you, Josha?
1: um, through our website at crew strength and Um, there's a message link right there. If they have any questions, feel free to reach out. It goes directly to me. Um, you can also call either of our Andersonville or Lincoln park locations. Um, and all that information is also on our website at crew strength and
0: Excellent. We'll put, make sure we get that in the show notes so that you can get linked over to them. Um, this was a, Great show. Appreciate the info. I know my audience was now going to train like an athlete and um, awesome. they're going to be great at it because of you. And they hopefully you guys visit her if you guys are in the Chicagoland area and see what she's up to. Really appreciate it. Thank you so great. much, Josha.
1: Thank you so much, Eric.
0: We'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue head over to ericwsu.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.